Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We have tendencies to rely only on ourselves, often being too prideful to ask for help. But Pastor J.D. encourages us in today's update to not be proud in our own strength, but to boast in our weakness. For then, God's power can shine. The pains of life are real, but God is more powerful than anything this world can throw your way. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 29th, 2021. The harshest words ever to come from the Savior's mouth were reserved for the religious leaders of the day. You hypocrites. Your whitewashed tombs. You're a den of vipers. Some you know. Oh my, these are the elders at the synagogue. Here comes a Samaritan woman to the well. No man ever talks to a woman, let alone a Samaritan. Jesus takes notice. She's hurting. And I know why. She's in yet another relationship, and it's an unhealthy relationship. And she's come to this well to get water. And he says to her, I have water, that if you drink from this water that I have, you'll never thirst again. Can I read verses 28 through 31 of Isaiah 40? Have you not known, have you not heard, The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, not to the strong, to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. (laughs) They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Who, who's this for? The weak. I need strength. Who's this for? The weary. I'm weary. Oh, (laughs) this is for you. This is for you. 
The Apostle Paul, if I can say it like this, had the audacity to say that he boasts in his weakness. Really? Wait, wait, you mean you boast in your strength? No, I boast in my weakness. How so, Paul? Oh, so glad you asked. About 14 years prior, there was this man, he talks about himself in the third person, who was caught up to the third heaven. He was shown, I mean, no words to describe, unspeakable glory. I mean, there's just no way he got a glimpse of it. But then God knows (laughs) that we have this propensity to get heady let it go to our heads. See, if God would have caught me up to the heaven to give me a glimpse of what glory looks like, oh, I'll let you know. I'll write a book. (laughs) I'll go on tour and speak. God caught me up to the third heaven. (laughs) Come on, you would do the same thing. So how does God keep Paul down to earth? Oh, He gives him a thorn in the flesh. What was it? We don't know. By design, by the way. Because if we knew what it was, and oh, I know speculation abounds, but when God's Word is silent, we would do well to be silent. We don't know. Because if we did know, and it was not something that we struggle with, we would dismiss it. It's left by design blank, so we can fill in the blank in our own lives with our own thorn in our own flesh. You know what it is. How many times have you prayed that God would just remove this thing? God, this, if, please God, He pleads with God. You know what God's answer is to His prayer? By the way, God always answers your prayer. You just may not like the answer that He gives you? The answer was no. No? Yeah, no. Why not? Because, Paul, you don't want me to. Because, see, this thorn in your flesh is there to keep you completely and totally reliant and dependent upon me, and to keep you humbly dependent upon me. You know, we, we know this, but sometimes I wonder. <laughs> We've bought into this and believed and have deceived that meekness is synonymous with weakness. That's not true. Jesus was meek. Was Jesus weak? Come on. It's not weakness is synonymous with meekness. Its weakness is the catalyst for meekness. Let me say that again. Weakness is not synonymous with meekness. Weakness is the catalyst for meekness. Paul, I'm going to leave that thorn in your flesh, because then you're going to realize that in your weakness, you're strong. Well, not in your strength, my strength. In fact, 
my grace is sufficient for you, and my strength is going to be made perfect in your weakness. That's why Paul says, okay, I'm weak then, because I want to be perfect in your strength. I want your strength, Lord. I need your strength, Lord. See, you know what our problem is? We're too strong in our own strength. We're trying to do it in our own strength, in our own might. And God just kind of waits, and patiently waits, and He's so long-suffering. I'll speak for myself. Man, there JD goes again, trying to do it in his own strength. I'll just wait. It's hard to watch. It's so needless, so unnecessary. All the pain and the struggling and the suffering that, had he but come to me in weakness, poof, I would have given him my strength. Because you see, the thing about the strength that God gives when we strengthen ourselves in the Lord, it's the strength of the Lord. And it's reserved only for those who are weak. That's who the strength is for. I almost imagine it like this. God is at the ready, waiting for us to come to Him. Say, Lord, I am weak, but Thou art strong. And in our weakness, He says, okay, now, watch me now. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to give you my strength. Here's where I'm going with this. God will give us strength to get through the trials in this world until He takes us out of this world. He can't not. And such is the case with all that's happening now, such that God will give us the strength to get through this evil world until He takes us out of this evil world. We're in this world, but we're not of this world, and this world is not our home. Would you agree that the world is waxing more and more evil with each passing day? You know what that means, right? The rapture could happen any day because of it. Here's how I get there. And please stay with me. Bible prophecy describes a battle-weary church with little strength at the time of the end. In other words, the condition of the church at the time of the rapture describes the exact condition of the church of Jesus Christ today. A church that is barely hanging on, with little strength, keeping God's Word, and not denying His name. In Revelation 3 verses 7 through 13, 
we have a letter that Jesus inspires the Apostle John by the Holy Spirit to write to one of seven churches. This is to the church of Philadelphia. And in verse 8 he commends them. And it's not what you think he would commend them for. You know what he commends them for? He says, I know that you have little strength. That's not a rebuke. He's commending them. Why? Because you have kept my word and have not denied my name. The implication being that there were those who had denied His name. In other words, if you went to a church in that day, you'd be hard pressed to find a church that would even mention the name of Jesus. Even the worship, no mention of the word Jesus. Ah, wasn't the worship today great? I tell you, that song, that hymn of old, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turn back. No turn back. The world behind me, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be ya. The cross before me. Don't none go with me. Still I will follow. Because I've decided to follow Jesus. The name of Jesus, the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. That's why it is, by the way, when you mention the name of Jesus, air stops. Language changes too. Have you noticed? I love it whenever I'm in a conversation with somebody and they ask me what JD stands for. And I tell them, stands for Jesus Disciple. Like, oh, excuse my French. Hey, listen buddy, that wasn't French, okay. <laughs> but you have just pronounced the name above all names. And that's why it is, it changes the whole complexion of the conversation. <laughs> when I was younger, I remember conversations, and that's why I chose that as an alias, a legal AKA and a nickname, JD, because I wanted to start the conversation. So people would see my business card and they would see Wahid, JD, Faragi. Hey, what does the JD stand for? Jack Daniels? <laughs> I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, not exactly. Well, anyway, this church had not denied the name of Jesus, nor had they denied the Word of God. They kept it. He goes on in verse 10 saying, 
Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of tribulation that is going to come upon the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. And then he says this, I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. Just hold on. I know you're barely hanging on. I know you're hanging on by a thread. I know you have little strength. I know you're weary, <laughs> but I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming, and I'm going to keep you because you kept my word, my command to endure patiently. You did not deny my name. You kept my word. I'm going to keep you from the tribulation. Hang on. Yeah. So what I'm talking about. Okay, sorry, I got a little Pentecostal there. But. but that's the church that's described at the time of the end. Did you make that connection? I'm going to take you out of this world. Just hang on before the seven-year tribulation that's going to come upon the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. This comports with no less than two additional prophecies in Scripture, both of which speak to the condition of the church at the time of the rapture. One of which is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. The Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writing to Timothy, a pastor of a church, says, In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of His appearing, can't wait, and His kingdom, can't wait, I give you this charge. Preach the Word. Be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And here's why, verse 3, for the time will come. I say that time is already here. When people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And then verse 4, listen very carefully to this. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths, fables, stories. This is deliberate. And oh, by the way, it comports with the end of all seven letters to all seven churches. Let he who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So apparently they don't have ears to hear, they have itching ears that want to hear what they want to hear. And if you don't tell them what they want to hear, it's all good. We'll get back to normal. Everything's going to be okay. 
I want to hear that. I want to hear that. (sighs) But it's not the truth. And that's the description of the church today. Would you agree? In addition to there being no sound doctrine taught in the church, so too will there be mockers of the church. I'm talking about the church in the context of the body of Christ, made up of brothers and sisters in Christ, who actually hold to the words of Christ, and believe in the return of Christ, and have not denied the name of Christ. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. That's interesting. They will say, where is this coming He promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. My great-great-great-great-grandfather thought it was in his lifetime, and yet here we are. Come on. Pastor, you've been saying the rapture's going to happen for the last, well for you here, 17 years. It actually precedes here. I've been saying it for 39 years. I'm going to keep saying it too, by the way. No, actually there will come a day where I won't say it anymore. (laughs) Because I'll have been raptured. The common denominator with these prophecies and the many like them, and there are many, is that not only is it trending to this end, but it's also going to get even worse the closer we get to the end. Let he who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. If there was ever a time to trust the Lord and strengthen ourselves in the Lord, that time is now. And maybe you're here or watching online, and things have gotten so bad, and that's why you're here or watching online. (laughs) And that's a good thing. Things are getting really bad. Probably goes without saying, but the mandate for the jab, the threats of lockdowns, it seems that It's just intensifying with each passing day. Thankfully, as a praise report, we have received numerous emails from people who obtained approval for their religious exemption request from taking the jab. Yeah, many powerful stories about how it, yeah. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. 
How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store, or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.